Alright. So we're gonna we're gonna so tonight's shear is uh dedicated Rafua Shalema to um Natan Avram Ben Lay Daniela, a little boy who uh he was in an accident at home and uh, and we're learning because should have Bakarov and Yeshua Bakarov and everything should go smoothly and quickly and easily and he should be protected. Uh, also, uh, we do it in order for all the, for, you know, it's, it's a special, uh, special are we, night. Are, being, are we being graced by your presence? Ah, this is a big schuss. Okay. Um, so, uh, also in honor of, uh, of, of the 20-odd thousand people who were no foul, the Marachot Yisrael and, and uh, the people who were victims of terrorist attacks. Um, also, that we our learning should be Le'ilu Neshmasam and should be a protection for Klai Yisrael. Okay, so last time we discussed the sugya of giving tochacha. When do you give tochacha? When do you have to give rebuke to someone? We also talked about the conversation between Avram and Hashem, and, and Hashem during the episode of Stone. And the concept of, of there are times when even Sadiq can die, right? When Hashem gives the reins to the Malacham Avas. And we talked about the distinction between the Tzadik Gomer and the Tzadik Shein Gomer. And for anybody who wants to hear about that, is welcome to revisit the last year. We are in Davdavad Amaral, we're on the bottom of the Yamadam. And the conversation about Hashem's anger continues. So the Gemara. Rav Papi Rami Ksiv. Rav Papa brought a pasuk. El Zayim B'chol Yayim. Hashem gets angry every day. B'Ksiv, and there seems to be a contradictory source. See, I knew I had something in common with the Borei Olam. Ah, Balachta B'Drachav. Very holy. B'Ksiv, L'Fnei Zamoy Miyamoy. Who can stand in front of his anger? So the implication is that Hashem never gets angry because if he would, we wouldn't survive. There wouldn't be Zam. So that there's an afkamina, there's a difference between a yachid and a tzibur, between an, an, an individual and a tzibur. Rashi says, that if Hashem got angry at a yachid, Hashem got angry at, at an individual, meaning to the full extent of his wrath, no individual would be able to survive. That a tzibur is able to survive Hashem's anger. So we have to ask ourselves, what is the point of this anger? What is this anger? And what is this distinction between a yachid v'rabim? So a yachid can't survive it, so Hashem doesn't get angry, and the tzibur could, so Hashem does get angry. What's the value of this anger? What is it? So the rivet over here explains that what is this zam that we're talking about? The zam that we're talking about is when people do Averis, when they're Averis in the world, they create a certain kitrug, a certain anger in this world, right? And we've talked about this in the past, and I think it's really, really, really important to reiterate, and I would do it almost every single opportunity I have, because to me this is one of the Yisodeh HaEmunah, one of the, not, not Emunah, but one of the Yisodeh Hadas that are not, in my opinion, obviously, uh, sufficiently appreciated. It says in the beginning of Bracious, right? Bracious borrow Lokim as And the Torah goes through all the story of creation, and then it seems to repeat the same story of creation again using the name Hashem. Now, people who are into Bible criticism have used this as an incredibly strange source to try to claim for writers and often embarrassing themselves in the process. Um, okay, but 
Rashi explains and it brings some measures from other sources that first, why does it start off with the, with the name Elohim in the story of Maisa Bracious and then continue with uh, the name Hashem? So it says, Hashem wanted to create the world with Midas Hadin. Hashem saw the world would not be able to be Niskayim, so he recreated, he, 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 so then he chose to create it with Midas Arachim. So the question is, is that what happened over there? Hashem presumably understood what he was doing. What, what is this? What, what, okay, so what, what, what happened here? And are we saying now that there is no Midas Adin and there's only Midas Arachimim or something about the creation of the world? So there's a different Medrash that says Hashem was talking to the Malachim and this is alluded to in Rashi when it says, right, never, right, right, right when Hashem says, let's create Adam, Rashi says, it teaches you Darcharetz, that Hashem spoke to the Malachim before he made his decision to create Adam to prevent Kinnah and Mysabrations, right? Hashem spoke to the Malachim. So the Medrash says that Hashem also spoke to the various Midos, right? Whether the Spheros or whatever, I'm not a, I'm not a Makobo. Um, so there were, there were two groups of Spheros, of Midos. There was MS versus Sheker, sorry, MS versus Chesed. And then there was Tzedek versus Shalom. So MS and Shalom said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, do not create, do, do not create man. Why? Man is full of Sheker. It's famous and creates Sheker. No? No, it's not, yeah, this is not brought here. This is brought in another place. Oh, yeah, okay. So, Sheker so said, so sorry, so MS said that man is in contradiction to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Midah of MS, Hashem is MS, and we know that humans are full of Sheker. And therefore, it will, the world will not be able to survive. Shalom said that people, Hashem's name is Shalom, and people are full of kitata, of fighting. So the world cannot survive either. Um, so then, Tzedek, Chesed and Tzedek. So Chesed said, yes, but people do Chesed. And Olam Chesed Yibane, and the people do Chesed. And Tzedek said that people give stuck. So they have a way of patch, basically they have a way of patching up the fighting, and through chesed they have, they have, a, they have a way of fixing up these meters. So it says Hashem threw away MS. And also there's another part where that, that Shalom and MS weren't compatible, and Shalom eventually agreed to go create man, and Hashem basically threw away MS because Shalom and MS aren't, aren't, uh, Compatible and created the world. So actually, I heard a very uh, interesting comment from Rabbi Lipiansky. Moshe Kasser told it to me that when so they were talking to Rabbi Lipiansky about, about making Aliyah and the difference between the religious community in America versus the religious community in Israel and stop culture in Israel versus culture in America. So Rabbi brought this Bryce. He brought this. He brought this this madrash, and he said. If we see from here that Emes and Shalom are not compatible, right? Shalom wins, as we know, you are allowed to lie, Mipnea Shalom. Shalom is considered the higher Midah. But Shalom and Emes are not compatible. He said after the war, there were two groups of Jews who were figuring out where to go. The ones who wanted Shalom, who wanted peace, who wanted to rebuild their lives, went to America. Which war? After the Second World War. They went to America and they established Judaism in America. Those who wanted Emes, came to Eretz Yisrael. So he said, and that's why in Eretz Yisrael, no one's able to get along. 
Because they're all about their MS, my way, my way's only way is MS, 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 MS. And America, they don't care so much about MS. It's get along, we know, what's, what's, the, what's the expression? Uh, play along to get along, uh, go along, go along to get along. Right, live and let live, you know. In America, live and let live, I've heard. Americans are very into that, you know. Oh, why do you care what this person believes? That care? In Israel, that's just thing. You know, if someone doesn't agree with you, you have to go to the other side of the bus to go have a conversation with them about it. So, <laughs> that was the bottom line. He said, you have to be uh, prepared for that type of culture if you're coming to Israel. Um, uh, that was, uh, that's, uh, I thought it was a very nice guitar. Very nice. <laughs> so and you can argue, which is better, obviously. But but there's these these two mock. Okay. Was once asked, why is it by his his chevre? Uh, yeah. Why is it every time we hear news about Eretz Israel, there's always arguments there? There's always strife. He said to them, listen, out here in Poland or out there in Antarctica, the Yates Sahara doesn't really give care too much about what's going on. But Eretz Israel is the center of the world. So there he works hard. And yeah, there he he, works hard. he doesn't punch out. He's it's like working. Arab Shabbos, right? When he tries yeah. to ruin the 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 Kedusha of Shabbos by making fights Arab Shabbos. Yeah. He's very successful in my house, by the way. Um, now the the uh, you know, that thing is past Friday night, my kids were fighting and it was like a balagan and, and uh, we sat down at the table finally and I said and the Malachim said, so shall be the next Shabbat. Um, so we have to break the cycle once, and then the Malachim will help us out. Either way, so, so there was this conversation. So Hashem was basically faced with two choices. Do you create the world with Midas Adin, which is MS, and MS said the world is not going to survive. What is Midas Adin? What does it mean, Midas Adin? When Hashem created the world, when we think about Ruchnias, we think about, you know, mitzvot, Saveros, there is, in my opinion, there, is, there are two ways of thinking about it, two kind of frames, paradigms. One is where you think about it in the context of a relationship with a Kaddish Baruch. Stop, right? God gives you a bunch of arbitrary commandments. Some of them seem arbitrary to us, right? And whether we choose to do them or not to do them, it's all about hurting God's feelings versus not hurting God's feelings or whatever. That, that's, when you go through the sugis, you go through anything, you'll see that it's not... No, 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 that's not how it works, right? Go through Nefeshachayim, we talked about it at length. The mitzvos, the averos, what we're doing is part of reality. You throw a ball through a window, you've caused real physical damage. You say lash and hari, you've caused terrible spiritual damage in the very fabric of reality. There's a fascinating, there's a fascinating discussion about, is there, is there a reason to daven for somebody else's ruchnias? If you think about it, right, it doesn't really make sense to daven for someone else's ruchnius, right? Why would you pray for someone else to be righteous? However, we see all throughout Chazal and the Torah that people do pray for other people's ruchnius. Moshe sought to protect Yoshua, and we see this all over, right? Broya tells, tells, tells Rabbi Meir that you have to say, Yitamu uh, Chatayim, you have to tell them that, that, that they should... That they should do tshuva and not die, right? This, we see this all over. This notion of davening for someone else's ruchnius. Who was he praying for? for, for, for no, no, for people who, who, are, who are bothering it or tormenting. Oh. So the question, obvious question, is what's the point of that? Why would you daven for someone else's ruchnius, right? If the whole notion of ruchnius is a relationship between that person and Hashem, then then that person, if if their bechir is being taken away, if their free will is being taken away through your prayer, then that purpose, that the person accomplished nothing. So I saw from a few different Bali Musar, I think Reb Yerucham says such an idea among others, uh, Reb Hamish Levitz also, that 
no, no, there are two levels. There is one aspect of mitzvot that's your relationship with Hashem. And we talked about it earlier uh, in our Mitzachta about mitzvah v'oseh versus ain't mitzvah v'oseh with the, with the hamikdavers has a very similar concept. So there's a relationship, there's, a con- there's, a, there's an aspect of mitzvot of your relationship with Hashem. And that has to do with your bechira, your choices, you get schar, va'onesh, all that has to do with that. There's another aspect of, of, of mitzvot and averos about reality itself, about existence. When a person does averos, it hurts the fabric of reality. It doesn't make a difference if the person is a tidak shenishba. It doesn't make a difference if the person doesn't know. It doesn't, nothing. The very essence, the very doing of averos damages the world, and the very doing of mitzvot fixes it. And not only that, when you do mitzvot, the famous from the famous line from Rabbi Shal Salanta, that if we kept Shabbos better and we learned better in in Eastern Europe, people in Paris would be doing less Averis. Right? So that we have an impact in the world, and that impact in the world we're able to daven for. When we daven for other people, we daven that they should be making a positive impact in the world versus a negative impact. What that means is, is that this notion of of, of a mitzvah Averis, they have to do with the fabric of reality. There are physical, there, there are spiritual laws. There's a spiritual layer that exists, right, intimately connected with the physical layer that we interact with, right? Mitzvahs come from Lush and Safsa, from um, pliers, right? Because they are able to fuse together the spiritual world and the physical world together. And this is what they say in Sifrei Chasid. Okay, I think the, the, the Sfasema says such a thing. How does, where does this all get us? Where this all gets us is, is that the notion of Midas Hadin doesn't mean harshness. Midas Hadin means making a spiritual world that exists the same way the physical world exists. You could f- cry, scream, apologize, whatever it is, but if you broke a window, you broke a window. There, 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 there's, there's no going back from that action. So that's what Midas Hadin is. Midas Hadin is you do Averos, that's it. Like, like Averos happened. The, the, the destruction happened. The consequence that comes from it, right? You jump off a bridge, you can have all the harata you want, you're still going to fly into the water. It doesn't make a difference. That's what Midas Adin is. Midas Adin is reality. Hashem created a world with laws and physical laws and spiritual laws. And that's what MS is. MS is the reality, right? Amitus Advarma. It's the, it's, it's the reality. It's the way we see the world. However, what MS pointed out and what Hashem understood is that the world cannot survive this way. So there needs to be an additional layer called Rachamim, which is supernatural. It allows mulligans in reality. It allows the concept of tshuva, the concept of actions that don't have consequences to some extent. This suspension of these spiritual laws in in service of the greater good or the person's greater growth, that's midas hachesed. That's midas harachem. What does it mean when Hashem is zo'am, when Hashem is angry? It means it's when Hashem allows spiritual nature to take its course. When He gives the mashmid. When He gives no, no. So mashmid, that's already uh, that's that's already even for that's when Hashem oh, that's kind of gives over control. Over here, we're saying no. We're still in the realm of Hashem controlling. But the idea is, is that, no, like this is at a point when we're back to the primal creation of Midas Adin. Okay. means when your actions have consequences. And therefore, 
the idea is, is that when a person, for a tzibur, Hashem created the world, right? The Knesset Yisrael is in place of Adam, whatever, right? Is that Knesset Yisrael, there is a certain level of reality that since Knesset Yisrael, the Jewish people, the, the tzibur are the ones who are going to bring the world to its shleimus. They have to be able to engage with both aspects of the world. With the world as it was supposed to be and with the world as it is. The world as it is depends on Midas HaRachamim. The world as it's supposed to be is Midas HaDin. And because this is the job of Knesset Yisrael to do the work of Adam to bring the world to its Shlemus, they need to be able to interact with both. So therefore they, and they're able to because they are able to survive at least, as we're going to see, to a very small amount. Individual people only are, are only able to participate in that work of Adam, in that bringing the world to its shleimus, in as if so far that they're part of Knesset Yisrael. When someone is minudet, when someone is in cherem, he's cut off from Knesset Yisrael, this why I'm saying that he's cut off from the tachos of Bria. He... He no longer participates because he's no longer part of the Jewish community. He's no longer part of Knesset Israel. What kind of person is this? An, out, an outright sinner? Or a so, of course, or? there's a, there's a in your day. They bring a list of various people who are, who are minudah. But what's fascinating, by the way, is that the Beis Yosef, Yom Kippur, writes that when we say, right, right let us be mispalelim ho'avaryonim, he says it's not referring to those who sin. It's referring to those who are in Nidui. And we're supposed to bring people back from Nidui and Aravim Kippur. Why? Because of the Gemara and Tainus, that in order for us to be able to get forgiveness, we have to daven together with the sinners and with those who kind of, and bring everyone back into, into Knesset Yisrael. But the point is, is that Knesset Yisrael itself, that's something which needs to experience Zam. It needs to experience reality. As opposed to the individual, for their individual mission, they don't need that. And they can't survive it. So that's why they, they don't experience it. Okay? Fine. So now, what is the, now how long is the Zam that the Tzibor experiences? Tanner Abanam, two lines in the bottom. How long is this moment of anger, or I would even call it moment of reality, that the Jewish community and the, community and the world you know, at large experiences? Tanner Abanam. How long does he is, is the anger for rega in a a a instant? How much is an instant? And now you're going to give us the exact meaning of what all that was. So, so the so Rabbeinu Tam and Sefer Yasher explains that where this number comes from is that now I think it's one right? I think Chamei Shibuya is fifty thousand fifty. So it's it's fifty three thousand eight hundred and forty eight, right? So one fifty three. Now I don't I, I don't have the math in front of me. Actually, we can, we can actually pull up on a calculator. Do you have a calculator? Yes, just a minute, so please. try to do so. According to Rabbeinu Tam, it comes from splitting and, and, and there, there is a shiloh that maybe he had a different gear so yeah, in the yes. number what do you want me to do yeah so they so they bring a different gear so over here that that uh, that's the so do you mind doing 24 to the power three or just 24 times 24 times 24 24 times 24 times 24 yeah 13,824 
Okay, Isra Shmoinis Alafim Vishmoinim Meyais Vishmoinim Vishmoinim. So I'm not sure. So, so he somehow comes out. He, I think, had different gears than the Gemara. Where he brings. Yeah, he has it. So maybe do 24 one more time. Times 24 again. 24. Yeah. 331,776. Yeah, that's none, that's none of these numbers. But he has some kind of calculation where I think he says there are 24 Onos in the Shah, 24 something in an Ona, and then 24 Regayim in that. I, you can look it up and say for Yashar Tom. The point is that he has some kind of way of defining Rega. There are others that say that this number comes from have the fastest way to say Rega, which is two syllables, right? Rega. So. So that's where this number comes from. But basically, it's this very, very small number. So basically, Hashem only, only allows for this reality to exist every day for a rega, for, for, for an instant. Now, there are different explanations exactly why it's done every day and how it works. And basically, the, the consensus of Muslim Farshim is that Hashem uses this time to punish the world for what it needs to be punished for, but he makes it very small every day, similar to the sentiment that we saw earlier in the Say Gemara, to, to make it be very little at a time. Yeah. Exactly. So, and, and the Pasuk is going to bring it. That's a beautiful uh, quote. You got it. So, so they... It was Dabra Melech's quote. Right. It's a nice... It's a, but it, it's, a, it's a good reference. So, they, so they say that's because Hashem wants to not destroy the world, so he does it, you know, often, but in small doses, similar to what we saw earlier about the pecking of a chicken and that story that Hashem, from the from people he wants to be nice to, he pays back very little at a time. Okay, so what about this raga? So uh, and every there was no creation that's able to mechaven this raga. <coughs> I'm sorry. Chutzmi Belamarasha, except for Belamarasha, the Ksivbe, the Yodea Das Elyon. He knew Das Elyon. In fact, the Gemara. Evshur Das Behemtoy Loyaviyada, he didn't even know what his animal was thinking. Elyon Mihaviyada, is it possible he was able to intuit what God was thinking? So Taisus over here was saying that the Gemara's original idea was that Bilam did not know through prophecy when this moment was, but he somehow through Chachma. Was able to ascertain when when exactly was, and the Gemara says, okay, if he was able to use his chachma to get there, why didn't he know what his animal was thinking? So, right. So the question is how he knew it. So the Gemara first thinks that he knew it because he had some kind of wisdom. So the Gemara wants to know if he has this wisdom or kind of intuition about the way God works, why can't he decode his own donkey? Which we're going to get to this very graphic story in, right now. So the Gemara says, so what, what, what happened? When they saw him that he was riding on a donkey, the, the, the agents of Balak said to him, Why aren't you riding on a horse? So this is a, so the, the Mashovi here has a very interesting question. The Mashovi here says, the Gemara, when you read the Gemara, it almost seems like there's, there's some kind of something derogatory about riding on a, on a donkey versus a horse. But they asked that Avram rode on a donkey, Melech HaMashiach is going to ride on the donkey, right? There's plenty of uh, people who ride on the donkey. So the Masha explains that they, the, the, they weren't asking about somehow a donkey is better than a horse. <clears throat> what they were saying was, was that 
donkeys are for long kind of endurance loads versus horses are meant for kind of quick trips. And they said that if you're in a hurry, why don't you have a horse and ride your horse? So he, he wants to explain why he doesn't own a horse. So he starts in a lie. And then as we're going to see later, later, later in the conversation, this part, the part about him, not only about why he's riding a horse versus a donkey was an innocent question about why doesn't he want to get there as fast as possible. That's what the Marshak says. Okay, so Amar Luhu, he says, Bi-Ritiva, right, Shadile. So that I, that, that I left it in the pasture. Miyad Vatay Marasan, and the donkey said, Haloi Anoichi Asain Chai. He said, I'm not your donkey. So, right, I'm your, I'm your faithful companion. I'm your noble steed, for those of us who have watched Shrek. So he said, nah, this donkey, it's my pack animal, generally speaking. So the, so the donkey, Bilam said that. So the donkey, yeah, right. So that's a, there's a little bit of like a surreal moment over there that if your donkey started talking to you, you may take a pause, but Bilam, obviously, either this wasn't surprising to him or he wasn't in that frame of mind. Or he didn't like to be talked back to by anything, especially a donkey. Um, so the donkey responds to him and says, Asher that you've ridden on me. So you're, you're, I'm not just your pack animal. Omar Allah, he says to the donkey, Akroi Ba'alma, that no, this only happens once in a while. It's not a common state of affairs. Omar Allah, she said to him, the donkey responds, Right? I am your, I am your, I am your ride in the day. and your companion at night. So where do we see this in the pasuk? that she should be a companion for me. So this is by David with Abishagashunamis, right? So the Farsham asked that ostensibly over there that David that she was actually was not meant to be intimate with David. She so wanted then, to marry him, according to the right, government. but but she but David didn't. So so therefore, if she was so maybe you know uh, sochen does not imply a level of intimacy. But so the Mefarshim discussed how we learned that the donkey was intimate. Now this is a very interesting thing that the Gemara really and we see this that it really tries to destroy Bilam, right? We really want to learn the worst about Bilam, and we're going to get back to that in a second. Why? So, what does it mean that he understood Dasalian? He had a power, Alpinavua. Right, this is how understands the maskana of the Gemara. He had a power, Alpinavua, to know when Hashem gets angry. <coughs> so, Omar. So, so to be that, that's such a day. The Chavah is shut up. Behind the Kamar Luhu Navi, that's what the Navi said. Ami Zachar, my Yoyets, Balak, Melech Bayev, Uma Anaisai, Bilam Ben Barb, and Ashitiva, the Gilgal, Luman Das, the Titkus Hashem. That you should know that what Balak wanted to do, and what Bilam responded, and what I did, in order for you to know the kindness of Hashem. What is this kindness? Amar Rabbi Eliezer, Amar Lamakadish Baruch, Uli Yisrael. Ami ru kamat kamat sedakai sasisi machem. See how much kindness I've done for you. Shaloka asti alechem kaisen ayam. I wasn't angry. I didn't have this meat of zam all those days. Shem kaasti alechem loy neshtar me oivdeke chavim misaynem shal yisrael sarerupal. 
there will be no survivors. So there are the, the so the Gemara doesn't really read so well. What right? What does it mean? They won't have been left over from the Ayvdikhavim from the enemies of the Jews. So I saw brought down that this these two words of the Kechavim were actually added by the censors. And it only appears in Vilna Shasan. And it was added by the censors that the Christians could say that we're gonna hate the Jews and still survive. Um, and and therefore they said that's only talking about idol worshippers who hate the Jews and not us. It was added by the by the censors. But the obvious question is is that um, if Hashem took away his midah of anger at that moment, right? Meaning the, the, the midah of Zam, Hashem's anger wasn't present when Bilam was trying to do his thing. So why did Hashem have to convert everything Bilam said to a bracha? Let Bilam say what he wants to say. He has no power. So, yeah. So the Ein Yaakov answers, he says the answer is, is because Hashem knew that later... Bilam was going to bring through his advice a terrible plague on the Jewish people when they were Mizana with the Venos Midya. Exactly. And there was a concern that if he was able to get out of his mouth the curses, Bilam can say, Look, my curse worked. He'd be able to connect. Well, he demanded payment. He also demanded payment, exactly. But, but, but that was the concern of linking. There's another shot I saw from Barshiva Rebellious He says, there's something unique about the brachas of Bilam that the Jews needed that nobody else got. Yaakov blessed the Jews, Moshe blessed the Jews, but he brought he brings a banner that says Bilam was the only one who blessed the Jews wholeheartedly. Yaakov started off with with criticism, Moshe started off with criticism. Bilam just said Batovu Allah Yaakov Israel. No nothing negative. So Rebellion asked said that doesn't make any sense. How could this hater of the Jewish people be the one who gave us the most ideal blessing while Yaakov, Moshe, our 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 leaders had some criticism. Rebellion explains because when you're close to a person, when you care about a person, you notice all their flaws. Right? A parent, no matter how unless they're kind of these there are some parents who are just completely, you know, delusional about their kids. But but most parents, right? What does that mean? Delusional means they're they're fardimin. They're, 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 like there's no there's nothing wrong. But like normal normal parents are able to say like you know they're, they're you know I know this with my kids also right that people say oh my gosh this kid is so cute he's so amazing and I'm like Don't yeah but he's being back. wild but he's doing this he's doing that and it comes from love it comes from it comes from the fact that you that you see the whole person a person who's far away who's disconnected. Is able to see like a like a a uh, rosy picture. So yes, they needed the they needed the Musar of Yaakov and Moshe, but the Jews were also able to benefit from the incredible bracha of Hakadosh Baruch. I understand. Aren't there Mephoshim who Bill, say that? Sorry, yeah. Aren't there Mephoshim who say that Bilam's brachot? They're like the, they have the uh, they're on the same level as the bracha that. Um, Bituel's family gave to uh, gave to Rivka. That uh, they say that it wasn't such a great bracha. Really. Yeah, there is an op- there is an opinion that it was like a double sided bracha that there, and, and and I'm gonna get to that right now. That I keep stealing that. Your no, 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 no. Come on. There's from the Sifri Hasidim. They say this from the from the Balshemtiv. No, you know this other. It, 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 it's the Avira it's over here. Mordechai. Mordechai gives me so so. So they bring from Sefer Hasidim. They bring an interesting thing from the from the Baal Shem. The more you learn, the more you have to know. 
No, it's the, you know what it is? Seriously, it's the yeah. Dafyomi. Uh-huh. Dafyomi, this is my second time around on the Dafyomi. And it's uh-huh. not that I'm such a great Gemara learner, but, but it helps you start to up. remember. Yeah. You start, yeah, right. Oh, right. I saw this here. That's that. That's, right. That makes sense. Here, yeah. it's, to me, it's a uh, Chaya. Oh, Dafyomi is get, get it from everything. A tour of Shas. So the so 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 the Baal Shem Tov said it is brought down in, in the in the Chassidish's farm. As the Baal Shem Tov says, I'm trying to remember exactly who I saw it in. I, I forget. There was a point. There was a, one of the I look at a lot of there was a few different different Chassidish's farm, but they said this was Shem the Baal Shem Tov. I think maybe it was the Shem Shmuel. That the Baal Shem Tov said that the the Midas Haches and Midas and Midas Adin that we're talking about are there to also balance each other out. There is a concept of an overabundance of chesed, but chesed goes too far. As we know in the Torah, the Torah calls certain types of arayos, of forbidden relationships, chesed. Right? Chesed huzimu, right? right? With, the, with the brother and the sister. And so he says the chesed, there is chesed needs to have a gvul, needs to have, needs to be bounded, needs to be controlled. The rega zam b'chol yom is the controlling of chesed. It's a way of, 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 uh, constraining chesed to its rightful place. It says, during that time, Hashem did not work with Midas Hadin at all to protect them. So when Bilam got up and he looked out and he said, at that moment he realized what was the greatness of Yaakov? Their tzniyas. But he also realized that there was a tremendous force of chesed here in the world. So now they were susceptible to abusing chesed. And that's why when he realized that his clothes didn't work, he said, we can get them in their best meat of tzniyas by doing zima. Because the zima comes, there's a, there's a force in the overabundance of chesed that allows for zima. And he that's why... Lord, their God hates that. And their God hates that. And this is, what, this is the bracha that I gave them, and this will be their downfall. And now it's prime time to do it, because there hasn't been... There hasn't been this calibration of chesed that's normally supposed to happen. And that's, and that's, and, and that's why this is the way to get them. And that's what worked. Okay. Let's finish the Gemara. I think we're, we're running short on time. So the Gemara says, So, um, This is what Bilaam told Balak, what can I curse that Hashem doesn't curse? How can I be angry or create kind of negative feelings? How long was he angry for? Like the amount of time it says the word rega. And there's a discussion why they don't go with the previous year earlier. Um, so there's very interesting Tais over here, by the way. Tais over here says, how long is is it? Sorry, I, so sorry. I, I, let, let me finish the gemara. Uminala and derega have a risk. How do we know that that derega is the amount of anger? As Zev mentioned, the chesiv derega ba'apai chayim beretzayinai. Derega is only for a second. The baisema another pasuk chavi hide kimat derega for a second ad yavarzam until the anger passes. Okay. So a very fast point. Taisa over here has a kasha. Taisa says right. What are you able to say? Rega Kimemar from Taimar, what could you possibly say? What curse could you say in such, in such, in such a short amount of time? Taisfis' first answer is Kalem. You can say destroy them. It's also two, uh, two syllables, Kalem. 
And the Taisa says that the Chesra Shamit, that he took the word Kalem and converted it to Melech. So there's a discussion why Hashem needed to do that if he wasn't angry, anyways. What does that mean? But the second tarot of Taisa is very interesting. Taisa says from Rabbi Leo that he says that as long as you started during that moment of Zam, you can keep going as long as you want. And the Gemara later, and they're going to use this approach to answer the Gemara later that various uh, uh, Amirayim and Tanayim wanted to use this time, even though they didn't know exactly when it was, to curse a neighbor, right, who they didn't like. And we'll talk about that soon, or maybe probably next week at this point, um, and how they were able to get it in those three hours. But what's interesting is that this is actually used the halacha, right? The halacha, it says, if you want to curse your neighbor, no, okay. So the halacha, so it says, the Archa Shokan brings it, the, the Baktsa Shekha brings it, I heard also from the Chaznish. They bring it as a source that if, let's say, it's coming close to Zman Tfila, and you are able to start davening by Zman Tfila, but you're not going to finish by, by Zman Tfila, does it still count as if you davened during Zman Tfila? So the Archa Shokan and the Baktsa Shekha and others say, as this is a Makar, this sheet of Taisis, which, by the way, most Achreinim say that the first opinion of Tosfos of Kalem is not Mestaber, and it seems that the second Tarot of Tosfos is the more accepted one. So they say this is a source that if you start davening one second before Saivzman, it's going to last you. The Prima Godim disagrees with this. Even Shema. Even Shema. The, 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 the Prima Godim in, uh, in Simon Pezayin, I believe, disagrees with this. He says that no, you have to start and end during, during Zman Tfilah. But I know that a lot of people who are naig to be makel on this. That, that as long as they make it exactly for one second before, that's enough. So, uh, you know, some people try to start, it's also relevant very often with, with mincha. Right? People try to start mincha exactly uh, before shkia, definitely on Friday, so that they can drag mincha and then Kabbal Shabbos and whatever. So, uh, I say so Shema before, my morning blessing, morning davening. Yeah. Before, can I say Shema? That's great. I only say one. No, that's uh, that's good. The, the the question is, what if a person overslept and they're running and they only have like, you know, one second left before the end of Zman Kriya Shema until the end of the time? If they just say the word Shema and then they, they keep reading it. afterwards, do they make it or not? So they want to bring a raya from Bilam, which is an interesting source, right? And from cursing, which is an interesting source, because you know this is really really getting an interesting question about Zmanim and what are Zmanim. And what does Tysus really mean that you can stretch out once you start? What does, like, what, does, what does all this mean? But it's interesting that they that that this is brought lehalach. I'm sorry. I have over here is in Simon Peites, not in Simon Pezayin, and it's uh, it's it's uh, Sifkatan Dalit and Eshavra. All right, we'll stop here. Marv and Shkalcher, uh, everybody. Thank you.